Oh, hi there. I was just editing one of my podcasts here. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but you can call me Dylan, and this is the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hey, let's see how this thing sounds. Oh, hold in! Okay, so it needs a little more work, but that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Oh, don't take my word for it, though. You can find out for yourself when you listen to today's Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we're here to talk about Adventures in Odyssey Episode 5, Gifts for Madge and Guy. And Guy. The who's on first bit continues. <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> I have that in my notes too. Of just it is absolutely ridiculous that we went back to back episodes. Not that we were covering, but that aired. Yes. These episodes aired in consecutive weeks. This came out December 19th of 1987. And it is just another who's on first bit. For most of the jokes, minus the the cartoon sounds, which are actually very good. <laughs> yeah, it's... But we're still in single digits, it's and I'm crazy. loving this territory of Odyssey, because this yeah. is some some zany, wacky times that uh, that we are in with yeah. this show's history. Yeah, that's, that's the fun thing of, like, doing the quote-unquote, like, Connie conversion arc or mm-hmm. whatever, however we want to brand it, mm-hmm. is also an excuse to just listen to 12 episodes that aired throughout the first year of Odyssey. Yeah. And so it's like a very specific era and fun in that regard, even if like an episode like this is like barely a Cotty episode. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, how does this play into her conversion at all? Yeah, I mean, right. It's it's the it's, I guess it's when she hears the story of Jesus's birth, probably for maybe the first time. Yeah, possibly. But. But yeah, so it's uh, December nineteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, is the uh, is the air date for it. Um, and then, like the previous episode, it is written and directed by Phil Waller and Steve Harris as a duo. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's I don't know, it's 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 Odyssey. I, I don't I don't know I don't know what you want from it. Um, cast wise, we've got our normal people. Um, Joan Gerber comes in as Ethel. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about Joan Gerber frequently, um, but as a review for Andrew and those listening. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, she voiced the supercomputer Mabel. Oh, yes, yes. She versed, voiced uh, Mrs. Erskine and uh, Vivian Birch. Interesting. The, the wig lady yeah, yeah, from yeah. Pokenberry. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, gotta, gotta love Joan. Yeah, so we've covered we've covered a decent number of uh, of Joan Gerber episodes, mm-hmm. um, and she's here playing uh, Ethel. Yeah, the the fun thing about this era of the show, at least in cast wise, um, they do a lot of double dipping with the same actors playing multiple roles within the episode, which is 
fun and i mean it does show a little bit you know in their performances on certain occasions and we'll get into it but oh yeah we it is uh it is unique especially compared to current odyssey um mm. in the way that they just kind of accept the fact that we are gonna have multiple people uh voiced by the same person within an episode like yeah, next to each yeah. other yep it, it gives kind of like a more amateur play thing rather sure. than a sure like, for sure polished broadway production all right so with all of that out of the way up top i think it is uh, i think it's promo time promo time on the next adventure in odyssey madge and guy they were a young couple very much in love but poor pop cropped my top and gave me 20 bucks for it and that's what i used to buy your present wit explains what makes giving or getting really special it's beautiful oh guy you big lug <laughs> shucks i love you don't miss this unusual adventure in odyssey Love the music. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah. Fun. Zany. Good times. Hey, there you go. I mean, what what else what else could you want? From Fun, the first album zany. of Adventures in Odyssey. Good times. Yeah. So this this episode begins um as the previous one did with an extended Chris intro, um, where they're talking about thankfulness and Christmas and it's the it's the classic argument of you know, what is the reason for gift giving? Why do people give gifts? And um, is it more about giving? Is it more about receiving? They do a little bit with uh, kids giving their dad a present and he like rolls his eyes because he thinks it's another tie. And then it <laughs> opens up and it's a giant inflatable raft. <laughs> um, that was an interesting choice, mm. but it did get me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. It, uh, yeah, it, this is an episode that is seared in my mind. Okay. Um, because it was on the Christmas, Christmas Classics album. Yeah. album, which I famously owned. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I know the beats of it very well. Um, I've definitely listened to this, this one in an exceptional amount. Um, especially compared to, like, the first five albums of Odyssey where I really have only heard the ones that I owned a bunch of times. Sure, sure. Well, and this would have been on your album. Like, this is on the first album. Which no, you I didn't have the first one. Why did I think you had the first album? No, I had the second one. You had the second album? Mm-hmm. Okay. My bad. I take it all back. Andrew never owned this one. Four years of podcasting. Good Goodness. Yep, I'm so sorry. I think you know my collection right now. Oh, please. <laughs> Lord, please, please forgive me for that. Take a moment in silence mm-hmm. to remember Dylan's salvation has yeah. been lost. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the after, right, after that wild Chris skit at the beginning, we then get her spouting off about genealogies for no reason. Yeah, completely unrelated, which is somewhat loosely tied in at the end but no, not, it is really. not nope but like there is a thing like we covered it last episode too in these early things where they're like we need to have like trivia yeah that we say up top and then the kids get at the end oh yeah like they do bookend because the last one was like who is paul mm-hmm. it's the who's that pokemon tactic <laughs> oh i don't know about this tactic oh uh famously during like 
in Pokemon, before they cut to commercial break, they'd so show the silhouette of a Pokemon and go, who's that Pokemon? And then it comes back and then it shows you which one it is. Oh. Yeah. It's very hard to guess some of them. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 sounds like a fun a fun experience. Oh yeah. But yeah, so it's 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 that. It's Chris needing to bookend in trivia that is also kind of the Bible story of things. Mm-hmm. So the episode itself then after after this intro, after the trivia section, mm-hmm. um begins with um yeah, uh, Wit, Connie, Tom, and Officer Harley moving in the of tree. Yep. It's the original four mm-hmm. of Odyssey. Like, it's founding fathers and Connie. Yep. <laughs> Three, unfortunately, dead men and Katie Lee. <laughs> we love to see it. And even Wit says it when they're bringing in the tree. He goes, all right, men. And I'm like, isn't Connie there? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're bringing in the Christmas tree, and it's got... Uh, all of the ambiance of early wits end with very loud footsteps um, <laughs> on the floor. Oh. Yeah, and uh, then obviously Tom is once uh, again no bell, no bell. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about it this time, and maybe I thought that the tree perhaps muffled it, <laughs> right? Or that the tree was already in the yeah. thing and they were just moving around inside. That was we my don't know thought. for sure. I thought you but... know door was already partially open and yeah, perhaps. Know, tv show we see them walking in um yeah and tom is obviously very dismayed at the prospect of having to remove the tree um, (laughs) in several several weeks i thought we've all had yeah Uh, actually i am way more annoyed putting decorations on the tree than taking them off but carrying the tree in is way better than carrying the tree out no, when it's in, it's wrapped up, and it's still, like, fairly lively. When you're taking fair. it out, needles fall everywhere, and the branches are, like, all spread out. But it's way lighter. I guess, okay, so our Christmas trees are not always wrapped up super well. So <laughs> that might be the differentiating. If it was, like, super easy to get Where do you get, get your tree that it's not bagged well? A Bowser's tree farm right by my house. Bowser? It was Bowser's tree farm, yep. That's that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Bowser's. Yeah. Yeah. You got little like Koopa Troopas putting it, I would love it. Putting it, <laughs> wrapping it up. I mean, no wonder it's not wrapped well. There's little turtle shells sliding around, cutting down the trees. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. Uh but it's always lighter to take it out because there are less needles and my family, being much like me, waits till five days past the last minute to do it. And so there's a lot of needles on the ground, so it's way lighter. And you don't care about messing up the branches or anything like that. And most of the time, the bag, um, there's like a bag underneath it, so you can just zip it up uh, and take it out. Like, we, you can get a bag that goes underneath the tree and underneath Like it's the- like the tree skirt, but then it's also a bag? Yeah, yeah. So when you take the tree out of its, like, holder or whatever, there's already a bag, and you just slide it up, and it goes out really easily that that's, way. That's wild. So, for me, it's just Andrew and lighter. I had very different tree experiences. Yeah, where, where did you get your trees? Uh, I don't remember the place. Of the, but we used to go to a tree farm and cut them down ourselves, and mm-hmm. then more recently, 
Uh, my parents have just been like, eh, we just go to, like, the greenhouse or yeah. the grocery store and yeah. buy a tree. Yeah. Uh, did you go to the one where you, like, ride on a carriage and you cut it down yourself and everything? We did cut it down ourselves, but there was no riding on a carriage. Oh, there was one. There was, like, walking for hours around this tree farm to find the tree. I feel like every excursion I had as a child, my sense memory is just so much walking. <laughs> For so long. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that's just, like, dumb kid perception or, or what. I think it, I, that wouldn't surprise me because my perception is shockingly little amount done and shockingly few trees looked at and just a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that 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 is probably accurate for me. I also, I'm staring at the wiki here. And I just had yet another revelation in the same Ooh. vein that we've been talking about but the current artwork for album one mm-hmm. since they last redid it has more than one pizza on it oh yeah yeah no it's a whole thing <laughs> in the continuing saga of us making fun of wits end having pizza and then finding out that that's literally established from episode one it's also now on album one it's yeah it is the artwork and they they go to you know Pretty explicit lengths to show that it is pizza. Yeah. So look, all this is just a lesson in the fallibility of podcast hosts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't listen to us. I mean, listen to us, but don't believe us. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So after they set up the tree, uh, there is a conflict between two children. Uh, are they? Are their names given? They are. They are Phil and Lisa. Oh yes. Because I know a. I know there are people in my life named Phil and Lisa who are a couple, and so that stuck out to me. Oh okay. Yeah. Literally in my notes, I have Lisa and question mark. <laughs> uh, um, and they're arguing about giving gifts and yeah. And it well, before that, mm-hmm. they all get tall cups of eggnog. That's true. They do unspiked. I yeah. I, that's not even real eggnog at that point. Yeah. It's disappointing. It really is. I mean, I'm pro-eggnog in all of its forms. Like, have you ever had eggnog ice cream? I've not had... I've maybe had a sip of eggnog once. Without anything in it? No, or... just like, period. Like that, 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 that is That is my only eggnog experience. Have we talked about this before? I don't think so. Okay. I'm... I didn't grow up with eggnog. Dude, not, not, not an eggnogger. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to change that. Maybe next year we do an eggnog episode. We should. We could do. A, we can do it with our uh, Wadfam Chalk Pod, or Sod. Oh, I confused yeah, the two. Yeah. Uh, a the, drink special. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So then you're right. the The situation is that Phil and Lisa are trying to buy something for their friend, and everything mm-hmm. that they can afford, he wouldn't like, and everything that he would like, they can't afford. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is classic dilemma. Gotta love consumerism, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's all about. Or you don't. Maybe that's the point of the episode, Andrew. <laughs> no, you don't. I I'm trying my best to. Well, maybe not my best, but I am trying <laughs> to be a less consumerist <laughs> as a person. Uh, I respect focus more it. on production and yeah. I, that being said. Buy our merch. Yes, please. <laughs> help me help me be less of a consumer by being a consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so they're arguing about gift giving, and and it, Connie interjects and defends the, oh, you know, it's we're more excited about receiving because receiving's just better, and it's like, well, that's not the meaning of it. It's you know, it's more about giving. Um, and Harley goes on a little diatribe about uh, a platinum traffic whistle. Um, yes, they, quote that platinum plated baby hanging from my lips. Yep. Mm. Aged like milk. <laughs> and all eggnog. I've got this is... Oh, wait. It or now I have a like chrome job. Eggnog. <laughs> it aged like eggnog. Ugh. Uh, Connie's, Connie's just like, yeah, no. It's, uh, it's like, you know, it's the thought that counts. And Connie's like, no, it's not. No, mm-hmm. everyone says that. Nobody actually believes that. And then you know? Tom chimes in. He's like, don't expect so much. <laughs> like, yeah. True yeah. old man come and, in. Yeah. Connie's also like, yeah, yeah, just put it on your credit card. Yeah. That's what credit cards are for when you don't have money. Haha. <laughs> Foreshadowing for <laughs> Connie's future credit card debt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, how's your credit her? card debt, Andrew? Zero. Don't, Same. Don't have a credit card. Okay. I have a credit card. <laughs> Never owned one. I signed up for one and never activated it. <laughs> you will eventually need credit. Oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, no, I will. But it's like if I don't have to right now, sure. Why? Um, sure. And I can accrue credit by paying off my student loans, and that's better. Right? Yeah, yeah. I also didn't have student loans. There you go. Debt free since day one. <laughs> God, you know, I'm so glad there are people in the world like you and i wish i was the same I, way <laughs> for the record it's not like i'm amazing or anything it's just the cards played out right that it worked yeah that's what i'm saying like part of you that you went to community college for a degree that makes good money and you worked while you did it like you right. perfectly and, set yourself and i up. had like free room and board because of my parents or yeah. like pretty cheap room and board yeah and also like they paid for my car. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, yeah, it's not like, I don't know. I, don't, I I hate, well, like, I hate that, like, thing of, like, ah, I just, like, pulled myself up by the, my bootstraps. Nobody helped and me. I, <laughs> and I'm a self-made man. And I'm like, no. no. I, I'm a very, very fortunate person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to, to the tune of my college debt, it is greatly reduced because I live in, you know, I have free room and board. I commute. Um, and my parents helped me out with it, so. Shouts out I, to commuting. Yeah. And parents. Commu- and parents. I know you're listening, And Madge Marie. and Guy, <laughs> wherever you are. Oh, man. I, so, yeah, so the idea here is what's like, look, you know, the problem with Christmas these <laughs> days <laughs> is that most people would rather be the givey than the giver, but, you know... Yeah, he's like, it's more, ble-, you know, you're, but the Bible says you're more blessed, it's more blessed to give than receive, and mm-hmm. Connie's like, well, it might be more blessed to give, but it's more fun to receive. Excellent point. Wit any counter-argument. <laughs> I mean, once again, not to be this guy, but, like, I get a lot of joy out of giving gifts. Oh, me too. No, no, I... I, my favorite thing is buying something for somebody that they would never buy for themselves, but they would want. Mm, That's like what I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, that isn't to say that like, I don't like gifts. No. And especially like when there is heart behind it. Mm. I I feel like with the give them receive narrative, whatever, Mm. you can get into things where like, 
people are very like, nah, don't give me anything. Like you can, yeah. it can become very like Scroogey or like, <laughs> I don't need more items yeah. or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, I get that. But there is in order to, in order to bless someone with giving, there has to be someone who is blessed by it being received. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, gifts are like a love language and you have to cater that method to what would make them feel most loved. And, you know, I think obviously the commercial whatever of just, you know, spend the most money and they'll be the happiest. Right, right. The give people a gift, a gift so that you've given them something and then yeah. they will give you something sucks. Yeah, yeah. But like the idea of like that, that that's that's a big thing. Like family, there's gift obligation there mm-hmm. and I'm totally comfortable with that. But like yeah. with my friends, it's very much a thing of like if I have something mm-hmm. that I want to get someone, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do it. Yeah. And if I don't, I'm not going to feel an obligation. I've there. been tossing it back and forth between my head whether you or Nathan is going to get stop making sense by the talking heads because it's a live vinyl. <laughs> but one of you is getting it for Christmas this year, so. Okay. <laughs> wow. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, uh, if I could get my hands on it. So this then le- launches into wait, telling the story of Majin Guy. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's a... I think the closest thing we have to this format-wise elsewhere in the show is the um, Connie and Joanne telling the story of Noah. Yeah. Like, as far as the stuff we've covered, mm-hmm. they do this sort of thing from time to time. Or even, even like, Bernard, Bernard and yeah. episodes that we've covered with, with Drew. Like, there is... This, like, eccentric storytelling. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird... Actually, reading from uh, the complete guide for a bit here, um, Phil, Phil Lawler writing, talking about like this being the first episode that really stretched them creatively, mm. that they used, like that they were taking a classic story and adapting it with like offbeat humor um, to teach this lesson. Mm-hmm. And yeah. emphasis on offbeat. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it is for sure offbeat i also i didn't realize how direct an adaptation it is of the original story until i was re until i was reading about it today mm. like because this kind of trope of a story mm-hmm. is fairly common mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's odyssey doing this weird like comic mm-hmm. like we are half in the story, half out of the story, and, like, are really going to blur that line. Yeah. Um, And have, like, third-party voice actors come in and do stuff, and it leans real hard into the comedy. But, like, yeah. I like that they're stretching for it at this early mm-hmm. thing. And I think the thing I was going to say is because, like, the, I didn't realize the the how direct an adaptation of mm-hmm. gifts for the magi this was yeah because this kind of like the gifts for the magi trope mm-hmm. is or not even trope but just like story device mm-hmm. stuff riffing on that yeah. story is so prevalent yeah especially there are christmas stuff yeah there are a million 
Christmas episodes of things that do this. Phineas and Ferb does one. Like, yep. everything. Mickey Mouse does it. <laughs> everyone has done, like, a... We both, like, sell our stuff to buy things. For and each then, other. Right, for each other. And then, you know, the things that they buy us are no longer relevant. It's yeah. just, like, the, a classic example of, like, comic irony. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. it's And it's... I mean, it serves the, the point that, obviously, the story is trying to make. Um, but what I didn't realize... Is that it's literally pulling the stuff. Hairbrush and the watch, yeah, are the ones from the original story. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and, and it's uh, like, why not come up change with that? Something? Yeah, yeah, something else. <laughs> or well, and also the lines of like uh, the gold chain on the nail in the window, like those are all plucked from the original. Oh, right? okay, yeah, that like sing songy rhyme stuff is like. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's what that's from. Oh, that's funny. Because um, you you'll notice they say it towards the end of the story a bunch when they're talking. Like, right. Yeah, they, but that they'll... just seemed like you know the repeat things for for comedy kind of thing or the yeah. But, but yeah, no, no, that's the, actually the rhyming. Yeah, from yeah. the story that's is is really cool. Funny. Yeah, but it, it's 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 fun, mm-hmm. and I don't. There's not. Yeah, we're, we can't go beat for beat through this because... Because it's just it's, talking it's about jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but I will say there's a line reading here that has stuck out to me since the dawn of time mm-hmm. listening to this episode, which is Wit saying they were a young couple, very much in love, but poor? <laughs> anyway but poor but poor like the way his voice goes up there i don't understand what he's doing well when he married jenny he inherited an entire country but and poor but poor <laughs> like I, it's it's there have never very been much a single in love, poor but poor <laughs> like it, it's just it's truly the performance of that line where i'm just like what what are you doing interesting okay but, smith yeah yeah exactly. maybe he wasn't as familiar with the tropes as we are and maybe 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 it's a bad take maybe it's bad direction like the running whatever. gag about this uh the sold porch is good yes i really like that yep. they sold their porch to pay for the electrical bills right they did this whole like we sold this to pay for this because madge is talking to her friend ethel who yeah. comes over and it's yeah just this like we sold the blank to pay for the blank we sold the blank the debit and then right it ends in the like she walks out, Ethel walks out and like falls out the door. Yeah, and it's like we sold the porch to, <laughs> to pay the electrical bill. Yeah, and she stays in the hole. Right. Yep. <laughs> She's just there the rest of the episode, which is which is fun. Mm-hmm. And the, um, yeah, Chris is the voice of Madge, mm-hmm. and then Will Ryan is Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, it's. There's a lot of fourth wall type jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm surprised so early there, in the show. The logistics of what is actually happening here makes no sense. Not Because you all. have characters in the story arguing with Wit, mm-hmm. who is the one telling the story, mm-hmm. but he is not. There is no. Like, if Wit's telling the story, then Wit is doing all the voices to the kids and he's yeah. arguing with himself and it just it And he's crumbles. breaking the fourth wall to the children. 
like I think Odyssey does better. I honestly, I, I would you you said like I'm surprised they're doing all this breaking and stuff this early on. I think it's because they're this early on that they're doing it. Yeah, that's is fair. like they have the jokes they want to tell, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to structure them in a way that like works. Yeah, yeah, and so it like they will go on mm-hmm. obviously to create a bunch of like narrative devices Mm -hmm. in which they can do this yeah like you can pull this sort of story off in a kid's radio yeah which is like why they created that as a format is so they could do this kind of humor Mm -hmm. um they just don't quite know how to do it right now yeah in this weird pseudo storytelling environment which is cool and like i i definitely appreciate it but yeah it is interesting to see how it has refined over the course of the show um there's uh, calling back to the promo uh pops top notch top shop um yep. is the repeating bit gotta love it and there's all of the who's on first jokes with guy oh he's guy my guy's guy wait what oh no <laughs> right and it's yeah I, it is weird just that that's a back-to-back episode yeah, right thing um also also weird in this um so that yeah so the premise is like their only valuables are her hair and a pocket watch mm-hmm. and like she sells the hair to buy a chain for the pocket watch and he sells the pocket watch to buy a brush for her hair mm-hmm. and like isn't it but it's fine because like they love each other and that's what was shown here yeah the wildness of the fact that the original story she was selling her hair mm-hmm. is so funny yeah and that they didn't change it and that this is just <laughs> like that but that feels like selling your hair feels like the comedic heightening yeah and that's it's fair. the original no no yeah well because it was written so long ago and like selling your hair was a thing and it meant something <laughs> i mean it was written in 1905 was he- selling your hair a thing uh i mean hair has been a symbol of status for forever sure sure like i understand and like, like if you have yeah i think who i want to i'm who, thinking of les mis and okay. like that era people buying hair you yeah a hair oh, dealer yeah. well and it's like a, if you have nothing else to offer you sell your body or you sell your hair okay <laughs> like, all right sure yeah why um, not the uh, Another comic thing. So she she goes to Fishbine's Jewelry mm-hmm. to get it. That is a real store in Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. They, um... But it's also in this fictional <laughs> like story within a story. And this is its first mentioning. Yes. So they didn't have to no. continue to no, use they it forgot. as a place. <laughs> but they did. I I like it. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. I love the happy accidents. Um, Hapsidents. Hmm. And, yeah, there's... She wraps the present in wallpaper, and then... Right, yeah. Well, uh, Ryan thinks that the present is the wallpaper, and he's glad because it matches what they already have. Yep. The, the... There's two people at Fishbine's Jewelry for some reason. Yeah. There is the son, mm-hmm. who is played by Will Ryan, doing a very similar voice to Guy, which is a bad call. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. If you need someone there, have it be Connie. Yep. You're already paying her for this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, put Katie Lee in there. Please. But no, we gotta we gotta make it Will Ryan. Mm-hmm. And then 
he's only in that one scene because then later she's dealing with this the father and it's mm-hmm. like just combine those two characters yeah and have walker edmonston voice both mm-hmm. but who knows and yeah there <laughs> at one point tom or the walker edmonston as the shop owner is like she or wit goes like you know she arrived at the shop after it's closed mm-hmm. and she's like banging on the door and he goes like didn't you hear the narrator we're closed, closed yeah go away <laughs> yeah that's another one of those the fourth wall breaks where you're like oh interesting yeah um and there's like when uh wit is talking about her racing from one place to another they use the race car soundtrack yes. and or very sound bite. very good um it's funny and comedic it. it gives very much like a kind of looney tunes vibe um also um all the money she has in the world is one dollar and 87 cents that is once again lifted straight from the original story oh okay i didn't know that That money amount is i appreciate their attention to detail not adjusting for inflation Uh, i suppose nope nope not um so yeah he will ryan doesn't recognize her at first and Mm -hmm. there's there's some comedy that ensues there Mm -hmm. um and then uh he whips he, out presumably an anchor like right, what, yes. what kind of chain is he keeping yes. his watch on comically big chain yeah very very funny but he he says the line of i'd love you even if you looked like you'll brenner yeah so who is that so he is an actor who was okay. like famous for being bald oh okay but and here in lies my confusion growing up the Disney movie Cool Runnings about the Jamaican bobsled team. It's a classic. I haven't seen it. Andrew hasn't seen it. Please Great continue, movie. though. There is a character in that movie called Yul Brenner. Mm-hmm. That is not the actor Yul Brenner yeah. that this is referencing. In fact, Cool Runnings came out after this episode. Yeah. But I saw Cool Runnings so many times... And, and that character is bald. Yeah, yeah. It's probably that character. I'm sure is a joke about is also a joke about the actor Yul Brenner. Mm-hmm. But I thought that Odyssey was making a Cool Runnings joke. <laughs> not even that, Andrew. I thought because Cool Runnings is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. I thought the bobsled guy in real life was so famous that Odyssey was making a reference to him. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the mental gymnastics of a seven-year-old. <laughs> when two of the most important things in my life are Adventures in Odyssey and Cool Runnings, this is bound to happen. Yeah, when there is a crossover, we go as hard as possible. Um, also, Cool Runnings, very good. I should watch it. I, it's on Disney Plus, man. Yeah, yeah. And I've st- stared at it several times and considered it, but I haven't done it. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight's a night. I'll get a pizza and I watch mean, Cool Runnings. It's 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 fun. It's light. It's a Disney sports movie. It's, it's exactly what you want. Pair it with Miracle. You'll have a great time. Never or the Mighty Miracle. Ducks. Or Mighty Ducks. Dude, I mean, there you go. Triple feature. I don't Winter want... sports movies made by Disney. Miracle is, like, actually a great film. Yes. Cool Runnings and Mighty Ducks are, like, perfect for what they're trying to be. Yeah, yeah. The sequels, however... <laughs> The Mighty Ducks 2. I I stand by D2, The Mighty Ducks. I haven't seen the third one. I've seen D2 more than I've seen the original Mighty Ducks. It's good? 
I think I've seen the original once. I've seen D2 a bunch. I have a lot of nostalgia for D2. D2 has the has the line that I think of on a regular basis, which is the um uh Greenland has lots of ice and Iceland is rather nice. <laughs> Oh. oh man. Okay. All right. You've you've sold me on That's it. That's when Amelia Estevez is flirting with an Icelandic person. Gotta love it. She says that to him, but you know. Does it go over well? Uh, I mean, we all they 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 chuckle about it or whatever. I okay. don't know. It's, I yeah. I, I the movie probably doesn't hold up, but uh, I Who's remember it fondly. Anyways, um. So, so, yeah, that's my Yul Brenner bit. <laughs> yep. Well, and the story is pretty much over in the sense yes. that they both realize what has happened, and they're like, oh, I love you, kiss, 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 kiss yep. an odyssey. We hear it. Um, yeah, that's true. Episode five, we get one. Note. And uh, Ethel is still in the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ethel is in the ditch throughout. Very funny. And, yeah, then one of the kids is like, oh, I've heard that story at church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh interesting is it that like christian no (laughs) that christian or that prevalent like i know it's called the gift of the magi which is like a you know reference to the magi Magi. (laughs) the wise men as it were (laughs) but like (laughs) three of them yep well three gifts we don't know how many wise men true true Thank you for clarifying. Mm-hmm. Bringing go- gifts of gold, frankincense, myrrh, and a pen and pencil box. Amen. <laughs> Wait, what's that from? Odyssey. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's Mandy putting on a play or something. Or no, no, it's the uh, it's the Jimmy's radio show. Maybe. Oh yes, 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 yes. Did we co- we, we covered that one? That. Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. But but uh, yeah. It's uh And so then they go to light up the Christmas tree as yeah. well, previously mentioned. So there is a million kids laughing in the background? Yeah, they seem to have flocked. <laughs> like like yeah. uh sharks to chum. Yeah. And then right it starts making race car sound effects and everybody just puts down their ice cream and comes over. Right. And yeah, we end with the heartwarming, incredibly charming three dead men and Katie Lee. Singing "Oh Come, Let Us Adore Him," started by Tom, which I never heard <sighs> that sing. Like I've never heard him sing. Um, it's really good. It's really sweet. It is really beautiful, and like you hear, yeah. I mean, Tom was obviously a character that was that only had one voice, but especially with Wit, hearing his original voice singing with Connie and everything like that is, yeah. it's just, it's And Will sweet. Ryan. And Will Ryan, of course, right. as, as Harley, yeah. who is actually good at singing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Will Ryan, talented singer. Mm-hmm. Talented dude. Miss him a lot. Yeah. Mm. Pour one out for one. I know. I do feel like, I do feel like we should try and get Katie Lee on the pod before we lose her like yeah, as the yeah. like last, last last episode is what we're covering oh our last episode i was just gonna say is the last like original cast member of odyssey that's fair. still with us like yeah. i don't want to miss that window no certainly not. although she's pretty like she's not terribly old no but i mean neither was will ryan true true all right yeah we'll get to work on that maybe we have to branch out like what's is she tiktok what does she do 
<laughs> uh, we, her and I have had some in, interactions on Facebook and Instagram. All right. But. Yeah. <sighs> and that wonderful, uh, that wonderful heartwarming moment is immediately upended by the sequel of Chris's outro oh, talking right, about course. the genealogies, just being yeah. like, "Oh, I guess that's the other option. Joseph. We could get Chris. That's, oh, that yeah. is our other, yeah, the other OG member. I, th- I have a feeling, or she's Phil much Waller. That would be the oh. easiest. I will not. <laughs> you don't want to fight a man live on air, Andrew. Uh, I mean, if we could get him to do it in person, I would love it. I would. I would have to. You want to fly out to Colorado Springs with me? Yeah, to get a, get in a fist fight with Phil Lawler. Oh my lord! Yeah, <laughs> it'll be peaceful. I mean, I'll only swing if he swings first. But right, yeah, Andrew and I, famously pacifists. Yeah, uh, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he took a swing at me. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So did you know that Matthew covers Joseph's ancestors and Luke covers Mary's ancestors? I did. You know why I knew that? Hmm. Because I listened to this episode a bunch as a child. Damn. I know. <laughs> it's effective. It is effective. Um, yep. That's and the it thing, was Odyssey. There are Bible verses I have memorized because of you. Yeah, and good amount of them are good. Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not even the problematic ones. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's interesting because she goes about explaining it not by, like, what she's trying to communicate is that there's more that you can learn about the Bible by reading it more and more, right? This sure. is what she wants. She's read this story all the time. But did you know? I noticed this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's doing something that's purely you can only understand better by having greater historical context. Oh, sure. Like, there's no amount of rereading the gospel of, you know, Luke that's going to tell you that it's actually Mary's ancestors. Yeah, no, I mean, that you, you make you make a great point, Andrew. <laughs> but if you read the entire Bible enough times and memorize all the Old Testament genealogies, then maybe you could make some headway. But if you do that, Lord help you, because... I've I've only ever read the entire Bible the one time, and I can't say that I paid attention to the genealogies very closely. Hey, that is understandable. There's grace for that, Andrew. I paid a lot closer uh, attention in the books that I didn't like than, like, the genealogies. Well, there you go. Oh, man. All right. Dylan, what have we learned today? Did we learn anything? We've learned that we can do that somewhat in sync. That's nice. No need for a soundboard. Oh, man. We learned that me and Dylan have very different Christmas tree experiences. Different Christmas tree experiences, different eggnog experiences. Yeah, yeah. There's a disparity of And different cool runnings experiences. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it's a fun episode. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's sweet. And it is it's sweet. quick, and it, yeah, I, I just, I don't have, I don't have a lot to say other than, like, yeah. I think it does what it's trying to do 
pretty well. Yeah. And it's not trying to do a ton. It's not trying to reinvent the wheel. And obviously it is kind of rough around the edges in certain respects. But I think that contributes to its charm. And I think that, you know, what we're left with, you know, more than 30 years after it came out is, you know, like a really good 23 minutes about the story of Imagine Guy and, and, you know, uh, about kind of gift giving and everything like that. Yeah. So it's cool. Fair. Feels good. Um. Yeah, anything anything you want to plug this week, Andrew? I don't have anything to plug. Do you have anything this week, Dylan? Uh, I mean, I've already plugged Cool Runnings. I think I'll True. just continue to, you know, hang out on the Cool Runnings train. Pray pray for Ukraine. I'm mm. presuming that's still a thing when this comes out. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're banking ahead, but also... It's yeah. not good. Yep. And if Wit would have any advice that I can give that's pretty confident as what he would say, he would say pray. So yeah, definitely. Just think of Andrew Sabo as your wit. No, please don't do that. <laughs> Whatever you do, <laughs> I am a goofball on the internet. No more, no less. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And uh, with all that being said, we will be back next week talking about episode seven. Promises, promises. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Gifts for Madge and Guy is hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Asabian and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.